When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Ain't no rain gonna stop us, Rush Nation. I jumped in my boat, went to the station, grabbed Murph, and we are back in the studio for the first time in what feels like a whole season, Murph. We're into the next season of fantasy football. Welcome back. How you doing? Thanks for having me, mate. The boat boat had uh, some wheels. Which well, was helpful. You know, it wasn't literal. Are we are we saying it's an amphibious uh, am, amphibious car? No, no. If I drove it into a really deep puddle, it would just disappear. What about Ford? Oh no, I used to cross the Ford on the way to college. I used, that... to go, I used to go out of my way to cross the Ford because I knew it would do it. So yeah, I'm saying that's an, that's an amphibious. Then yes, I picked you up in an amphibious vehicle. I love that. Amazing. <laughs> oh man, this feels like we. You know, it feels like we've never been here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It feels it feels familiar, but yet so weirdly odd. I feel like I've never been away. Wait, that's because that's you haven't. Well, I have, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, I feel like it's, it's just like, we're back. We're rolling. I don't it's know. like we haven't skipped a beat. Well, we haven't. Well, there you go. Like the off-season. Now the season, and we're still going. <laughs> so. There is no off-season. Like the Patriots. It's just the quiet so. season and the busy season. <laughs> no days off. No, that's right. Always grinding. I don't even know where to start this week, Murph. Where should we start? We got news, waivers. Murph on the streets is back. Where do you fancy? Well, we'll leave the Murph to the end. Yeah, that's procedure. We got some beer me now news. Why don't you take that? 
Yes, so we are partnered with our good buddies, Evan and Co. at um, beermenow.co.uk. Um, we already giving you 50% off your first box of beer, but that's not enough. It's not enough. So Evan, myself, Stocks, all got around the table. And what, what can we do? So we're going to give away in October, as part of an October takeover, which we are taking over with beermenow.co.uk and a couple of beers uh tapestry and mbh we're going to be giving to one lucky listener a box of beer courtesy of beermenow.co.uk all details will be on the twitterverse it's going to involve following the guys at beermenow.co.uk following us and tagging two mates because well beer's got to be shared with mates otherwise that's probably a bit sad so we will launch this probably tomorrow, but this is an early sneak peek to check out our Twitter tomorrow. Tag yourself in. You'll have until the 20th to retweet the post uh, and tag some mates in. And then by the end, by, by Halloween, maybe just before, we'll be giving one lucky person with two mates uh, a box of beer. Yeah, so uh, how many bottles in a box? I think it's eight. Oh, that's a, that's a good, not an easy number to split between three. And there's got to be a beer off. Yeah, it's four beers from each. So four beers from Mobley and four beers from Tapestry. Hmm. Well, get tagging, Russell. Well, you know what that means. This is there's a real easy solution to this. Send two back to us. No. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't quite thinking that. I was thinking the the easiest way to split four beers or be- well, four beers between eight beers between three is. To just buy another beer. Yes, and if you use our discount code, you get it for 50% off, Murph. And then what you do is you save the other seven beers from the other box for another special occasion with other mates. Yes, we could be those mates. We could be those mates. We're always up for a beer. So I tell get... you what, Rush Nation, if you do that, if you can prove that you bought a box of beers after, if you are the winner, and you then buy a second box of beers, you can bring those seven beers to the studio and hang out with us while we do a pod, drinking your beers. That's amazing. So <laughs> what, you, what do you want? Exactly. So there is now no reason not to follow us, not to follow Beer Me Now, tag two mates, win it, buy another box and come out and hang, hang out with me and Murph in the studio. Get yourself on, on the mic as well. That doesn't happen. That is a very rare thing, let me tell you. It's like you. a double prize, really. It's a takeover, isn't it? So you go have a takeover of the pod to go with the takeover of the beer. I mean, it'll be a very limited takeover, obviously. But it's still a takeover. We have absolutely nailed this. Yeah, we have. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. We've literally just come up with this, but yeah, we smashed it. On the fly. This is why we're pros. This is why we're, we're, all, this is why we're all pro. We are PFF's highest graded podcasters, unofficially. Whoa. <laughs> well. To be fair, it's, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> don't want to toot our The list hasn't been published. We we said don't 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 publish it. Don't publish it anyone because that's just a tad embarrassing. And we want the level we're, we're modest. Field. We're modest blokes. You know, at the end of the day, we we just like we be where we are. We want for nothing but fantasy championships, and for you, Rush Nation, to get those as well. We had a pretty good week in our joint teams, Murph. Yeah, we were 19 and six, including finishing with the eighth highest score in uh, SFB nine. Out of 1,200 entrants, which shot us up from 182nd in total scoring overall to 25th. Do you know what, right? I was in Sutton with the wife. Uh, humble brag. I do live in Sutton. If you live there, you know it. Why, why is that humble brag? <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a reverse <laughs> humble brag. If you, if you live in Sutton, 
you know why you shouldn't live in Sutton. Anyway, I was in town with the wife and I said to her, Murph's just told me that we were 25th, we're now 25th overall in the Scott Fishbowl. And she said, oh, 25th. I said, you do, I, I told you there's 1,200 people in this. And she said, yeah, but it's not like it's first. I said, 1,200 people, do you know how many? I said, well, fine, I'm, I'm, let's stop talking about this because I'll just get annoyed. She was like, if you're not first, you're a loser or something like that. That's well, not what she said, but. Considering that the ballers are 103rd, Matthew Berry's like 115th, the Podfather's like 170th. I mean, at some point, it's going to rain on the parade, but let's just enjoy the... I'll tell you when it rains on the parade, when somebody pulls the confetti cannon, when when we win it, mate. That's <laughs> that's when it rains on our parade. And Speaking I'll... of which, we have a little teaser for, for next week. So our frenemy, Dwayne McFarland, we're playing this week. He is going to be on the podcast next week. I'm really hoping. Like... I've obviously wanted to win a lot of games of fantasy football in my life. Like, All of them. I won a lot. Of, yeah, exactly. I want to win every game, even when I'm 0 and 4 and 0 and 8 and 0 and 10 or whatever. I always want to win. I'm not one of those people that just goes, ah, sod this. Like, we're in about 40 leagues. And there's a couple of teams, there's not many, one or two teams that we're 0 and 4, I'm 0 and 4. And I'm still, like, busting a gut in those leagues, active, just trying to win. So if you do beat me or us, even though we're 0-4. Don't think that we've just like phoned it in and we're just like, take pleasure in it. Like, give us some stick. Like We are desperately trying. <laughs> we have we have given, yeah. Like, just in a couple of leagues, we just drafted crap or we got stuck with Andrew Luck or whatever. But like, it just it just happens. That's fantasy football. We give it and take it away. But I really, really want to win against Dwayne McFarlane this week. Not just because he's absolutely everywhere on fantasy football planet. Like he 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 literally works for everyone but five yard rush. In fact, we might have to offer him a job because it's the only job he doesn't have. No, no, that makes us exclusive. Well, he does write for five, six. I don't know a lot of publications. Well, we could rattle them off, but that's a whole episode, so we might have to just shorten it or abbreviate it, put the show notes. But when he comes on next week, I really want to celebrate that with a W because if we lose, it's gonna hurt. Just that it's just gonna be hard to. Have to say, well done for gritty teeth. <laughs> What's his record currently? Uh, Do you know? Off he's either two head. and two or three and one. We're three and one. We lost week one, but we are the highest. So there's a division, then there's a conference. So the division we're in is Sweet Tooth Division, and then the conference we're in is PlayStation Classics, which is sixty teams. So we're the highest scoring team in the division and the highest scoring team in the conference, and we're in the top two percent overall of the entire SFB, ranked twenty fifth. Emma, I know you're not listening, but come on. Show some appreciation. Yeah, there's people that do this for a living who get paid a fair amount of money to do it that we are above right now. Also, big shout out to Rich King, by the way, because he is 62nd and ahead of the Ballers and Matt Berry and all those other so-called... Well, no, wait, hold up, hold up. Don't don't big Rich up too much because he didn't even know he was out of the uh, FFCC. Oh, yeah, that was a funny conversation. So we're in our uh, staff chat earlier and he's come out and said to her yeah I'll, I'll check it in a few weeks i'm like it's a knockout competition and you're out round one <laughs> yeah you're out one mind you we were out one round one so yeah, but we knew it. it that's there's a difference rich didn't even know it so yeah. rich come on get your life in gear <laughs> it's not like you have as many leagues as we do we don't know that he doesn't okay <laughs> i do know that i'm fairly confident he doesn't have that many leagues okay Murph. should we do some news was that not the news Okay, let's move on to the waiver. <laughs> uh, so, 
man. There's loads of places we could have started. But why don't we start with Vontez Burfitt being banned for the remainder of the 2019 season after a late hit on tight end Jack Doyle. It was horrendous. It was awful. Just helmet to helmet. Jack Doyle was, I presume, getting up or... I think he was, like, down... Like, he wasn't down with contact, so he was down, like, on a knee. I think it's a knee, or he's in a crouch position. And I get that you've got to make contact, because he's not down by contact. So if he'd, like, put his hands on his shoulders, I wouldn't have even necessarily mind if he'd, like, pushed him over with his hands, like, into his chest or something. Within reason. But that hit, and I'm sure everyone has seen it, it's just disgusting. And, like, do you know what makes this... It doesn't make it worse. But do you know, do you know what is also really bad is that he is banned but he's now let loose in the streets of London because he's flown over with the team didn't he fly home or is he still here I, I haven't heard he's flown home I've had a busy day so I might have missed that I thought he fly, I thought he got ready to but they, fly home. they arrived today so uh, well, maybe he hasn't well, I mean he's, I'm not wearing a helmet so there's a good chance he's not going to come after me well he might come after me I'd like to see him try I reckon I can take him. Talking of helmets, we are within one hour, one day, four hours of winning a Josh Allen helmet. So, one hour, one day, and four hours? No, no, one day and four hours. I got a little wrong. That's a long time. Like, well, it was a seven-day auction. Oh. We're, we're, cl- we're really close. We, I, I hope we win this. <laughs> Me too. We've still got a little bit of our budget left to That's squeak good. in, but you know what it's like. Don't it's... announce that to people. People are going to now go on to this... We're going to say it's eBay. It's on eBay. Pardon? It's on eBay. Oh, I thought it was Pristine Auction. No, no. Pristine Auction don't want to sponsor us, so I refuse to buy anything from there. So it is on eBay. Oh, okay. We shouldn't have said that. (laughs) 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 I was trying to give people the wrong information. Don't outbid us on this, because... If you outbid us on this, we'll just stop the podcast. How about that? Yeah. I don't think we can continue without a Josh Allen helmet. If we have someone... Because that's the team of the podcast. Yeah. And if we have someone within our ranks who want to defy us because they think it's funny well you just ruin it for yourself and everyone else that's it so don't buy the helmet I please <laughs> we're really close to being out of budget <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so but perfect banned for 2019 he should be banned forever in my opinion do you know he's cost himself five million dollars in fines yeah and game checks <laughs> Like how much does that guy like hurting people to cost himself five million? You think when a million rocks up, you think, well, that's quite a lot of money. I'll stop being so bad now. But mind you, he's not quite on the Antonio Brown playing field of money that's been thrown away. Stop. No, we're not talking about him. <laughs> we're just not doing it. Bruce Arians wants Jameis Winston to keep playing fearlessly. Yeah, he doesn't want him to worry about where he throws the football, just to throw the football. As long as he's throwing to Chris Godwin, everything's all right. Well, yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin is a machine. He is PFF's highest rated wide receiver through the first four weeks of the season. Can you guess the other skill positions? Quarterback, running back, tight end. I don't know what it's based on. It's PFF's grade. So, so PFF's grade is based on how they run their routes or how they... There's a number, there's a number of metrics that go into like overall play. Take fantasy numbers out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll try. purely like professional how they play the game so chris godwin is the highest rated wide receiver i tell you now you might get you might get one of these i'm very doubtful you'll get the other two but give it a spin ronald jones is the running back 
He is the running back. Yes. You knew that. Didn't I you? did know that. That's annoying. <laughs> I only knew that because you put it in the group chat. Earlier. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, running, yeah, Ronald Jones. So, Patrick Mahomes obviously isn't the quarterback. No. What are they grading it on? What are they grading quarterbacks They're grading on? it on... Because he is unreal. Yeah, but I think it's down to completions. It's down to technical ability. It's down to... It's just there's down to so many different factors okay so tight end i'm going darren waller no and i the only i so the only clue i can give you on the tight end is it's someone who is not currently ranked in the top 10 tight ends in in fantasy fantasy. oh christ but is a is a reasonably good tight end if i said this was the tight end last year you would have been like yeah okay i get it but Based on this year's performance, it's a little strange. Huh. Um, George Kittle. George Kittle. So George yeah. Kittle is the top-rated tight end. Rojo is the top-rated running back. Chris Godwin is the top-rated wide receiver. Just the quarterback to go. Matt Stafford. No. Andy Dalton. Uh, I'll give you a clue. They're two and two. Oh. Playing the NFC. No. <laughs> We've had this conversation about that. Does not help me. Um... Yeah, no. There's not that many two and two teams. I can't think off the top of my head. Play in the north. In the north. Hmm. I think there's only one two and two team in the north. Well, I don't know. Who is it? The Eagles, Carson Wentz. Oh. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. You seem so unimpressed. I love it. Philadelphia, is that north? They play in the north division, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant north north of the country. Well, it is technically in the sense of... Below New York. Well, yeah. <laughs> but New York are in the north. Yeah, I suppose. All right. I failed miserably at that. I got none, and I only got Rojo because I cheated. <laughs> so, yeah. PFF for you, ladies and gents. It's a good website, though. It's a very good website. So, talking of the Eagles, they've agreed to trade safety Jonathan Cyprian and a 2027th round pick to Atlanta in exchange for linebacker Duke Riley. Duke? Duke? And a 2026th. So, not fantasy relevant at all, really. It's just news. Just news. Red coach, Redskins coach, Jay Gruden's not ready to announce the starting quarterback for this week. Please say it isn't Dwayne Haskins. It's all. It's got to be Colt McCoy. It has surely. to be. If you don't want to play Case Keenum, and I understand that he's... I mean, he started all right this season and had a shocker last week and they brought Dwayne Haskins in, but the guy is not ready for the NFL field. Especially when they have announced that he's not ready for the NFL yeah. field. That's like saying we've signed Stocks from Five Yard Rush. He's never played before. And midway through week five, and here he is making his debut for the Washington Redskins, having never made a snap. Stocks. As, I mean, yeah. it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, the Redskins. Yeah, but it could happen. I, doesn't, I, think it, I think any offensive line I stand behind, my height is going to cause it. Although Kyler Murray is doing it. Yeah, Kyler Murray is in a jersey. He's alive. Yeah, it's currently. <laughs> it's got to be Colt McCoy. Yeah. Or go or stick Case Keenan back in. I like Colt McCoy. At least Colt McCoy is relatively entertaining. I'm all for it. Bring bring back Colt McCoy. Or go sign Mark Sanchez. <laughs> go sign Mark Sanchez. Give him another give him another go around. Come on, it'd be funny. Well, the great quarterbacks are going. Sanchez could end up back in New Jersey. <laughs> Brett Favre's coming out of retirement. Don't worry about no, that. No, he's not. He is. He's, he's ready. Let's get them all back. Let's get the whole band back together. We we'll get Favre, get Kurt Warner, Brady. Oh no, sorry, he's still he's playing. He's still going. 
Well, let's have a light a bit of news. Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. He's become the second highest in all-time reception lists. Uh, he caught one th- his 1,326th reception on Sunday. Passes Tony Gonzalez late in the fourth quarter against the Seahawks. I think he's got quite a long way to go to catch number one, right? Yeah. I don't think he's doing it. I, know. I think it's like another 2,000-odd. It's her. Uh... 200 odd receptions. Another 200 odd receptions, which I don't think he's going to do. So that's 200, two seasons for Larry Fitz. More, given the fact he's getting less catches. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's probably three. But yeah, I don't think, well, you never know. Um, yeah, Tony Gonzalez is uh, a uh, Hall of Fame winning tight end. Probably the best tight end to ever play the game. For the Cardinal as well. That's so. a decent notch on Larry Fitzgerald's bedpost. Well, he's notched everyone else. <laughs> it's just one, just top, <laughs> just... just Chop the top of your bedpost off, Larry, and that yeah, makes that's you it. number Just one. Call it a day. Okay, so everybody remembers my hot mess of a quarterback team where I drafted Mitchell Trubisky and Josh Allen. I think I'm in a spot of bother this week. <laughs> Do you really? What? Oh, what's wrong? Well, they're both injured. Oh. Look, don't make it sound like they're both injury prone. They just... One of them is nicknamed Biscuit. <laughs> All right. He's not injury prone. He's just not very good. No, well, no, I know that now. I didn't know that going into draft season, oh, did I? Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky is not good. dislocated shoulder on his non-throwing arm. They are saying he could be back after the bye. they got a week six bye. So it looks like he's not going to play in London. So I would say, you know, Bears fans watching over here, you've probably had a slight touch without daring to be insensitive. Since, you know, Chase Daniel was the second, was ranked second in PFF's grades for quarterbacks last week. Compared to Mitch Trubisky, who's, who's been averaging about... like 27, 28th out of the 32. I was going to go 54th, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there has been that many quarterbacks, but no, there is a few that he's, uh, he's still better than Eli. But yeah, it should be interesting to see Chase Daniel. I, th- I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't think he's like a long-term solution, but for a few weeks, I think he's he's something to watch. Yeah. Um, our boy Josh Allen... Come on, Josh. You'll be all right. He's got a concussion. Got a really big hit. I mean, that was borderline. That that was borderline. I don't think people got really outraged. I think if you took away the if you took away the Patriots jersey and say they were like Miami or I don't know uh, Arizona or someone, I don't think people would be up in in arms about it. I think because it was a Patriots player that caused the hit. I think that is why people are really outraged. I think it's I think it's borderline. I think. You shouldn't leave with your head. Don't get me wrong. But, but then Josh Allen should slide as well. I know he's... He should. He's, he's already over the first... We're going to get to self-induced uh, injuries because I've got one coming up in a couple time that I'm going to have a little rant about. All right, I'll stop there then. Jarvis <laughs> Landry, Browns wide receiver, is out also with a concussion. Day-to-day, he was having an absolute monster yeah, against big, the Ravens. Yeah, big, big day. He basically thinks he's OBJ. And OBJ thinks he's Jarvis Landry, as in not productive. Yeah. He got, I think, two, four? Two. Two standard points, four PPR points, or something like that this week. Yep. So OBJ having an absolute... Uh, Shocker. Well, to be fair, you know, he's he's too busy focused on his watch collection. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. He's he's probably always out there, like, telling the time, lads, how long have we got? Hang on. Oh, I've missed the ball. Damn it. <laughs> uh, this next one hurts me in my 20-team league. Kenny Stills, Texans wide receiver, hamstring pulled up. Basically, as soon as he caught the ball in field, he pulled up and hobbled off, and that was it. Week to week, 
Not great for hamstring. No, not at all. TJ Hawkinson, Lions tight end, rookie, sensational week one and has tailed off ever so slightly, yeah. massively <laughs> going forward. Huge, huge hit. Huge hit? Yeah, concussion, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't he try and leap over someone? Correct. Yeah. This is what, right? This whole fad and amazing thing of, oh, I'm going to hurdle players. When you're the size of TJ Hawkinson, just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. He is in concussion protocol and it's entirely his own fault because he thought, I'm going to be cocky here. I'm going to get myself on red zone. And you've done it, by the way. So congratulations on reaching your aim and getting on red zone and hurdle a player. Only what you've done is you've then landed on your neck. Snap. What an absolute... I mean, like, any more, that is his career and probably can never walk again. It was that close. And you think, for what? Like... I just don't understand this hurdling. I think it's fine when you're someone like Tyreek Hill because you're so slight and so small that mm. you can get that or if you're really lanky because you've got such long legs. Or you're jumping over someone who's short. Right. <laughs> Those are like the only pseudo exceptions. And I don't think you should be doing it half as much as in the NFL. And call me granddad, I don't really care. When you're someone like TJ Hawkinson's build and stature... Just don't do it. Just run over. Like, you're that big. Run through him. Just run through him. <laughs> you're bigger than the other guy. And he's just so... Ah, oh, just, just get out of my gut. Like, if you were an owner of TJ Hawkinson in the league, you'd be absolutely pissed off that it's a self-induced concussion. I don't disagree. Horrendous. So, yeah. Marlon Mack, Colts running back, sprained ankle, week to week. Jordan Wilkins could be a sneaky ad this week. Yeah. I mean... I'm not sure. I think Marlon Mack was in and out of the game, so... He didn't play much of the second half, so... Keep an eye on the injury report this week. Yeah, but don't forget the Colts were trailing, so he didn't need to run the ball quite as much. So, um, yeah, I think Jordan Wilkins... He had a very good week too, so I think Jordan Wilkins is someone. But we'll get to that. Yes, we will. T.Y. Hilton, Colts wide receiver, re-aggravated his strained quad week to week. Didn't play last week. I called it on the pod because I dropped him from my fan tracks lineup. I'd not heard anything about him playing this week. They could do with him because at times Jacoby looked a little lost last week without him. Tyreek Hill, Chiefs wide receiver, dislocated SC joint week to week. I don't think he's back this week, but I think there's whispers in the bushes that he could be back sooner than later. Yeah. Devin Singletary, Bill's running back, another hammy. He's day to day. Another hamstring is uh, running back, Seahawks running back, sorry, Rashad Penny. He has been, I think he's been cleared to play this week. Those two are very, very close. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up uh, playing this week, but just keep an eye on the designations over the next couple of days. Yep, Tevin Coleman, 49ers running back, high ankle sprain. He is day-to-day. I I think his return is impending. Well, his his return to duty is impending, like, it's soon. Whether he actually gets on the field is something else. I wouldn't play. You wouldn't. When you when you're three and oh and you're running the ball like a god. Why would you? Exactly. Why would you disturb what is working? Yeah. And other than the fact they keep turn oh keep fumbling the ball. But other than that, like why would you? Yeah. Why? Damian Williams, Chiefs running back, bruised knee, he's week to week. I hope he comes back soon. Why? You've got, got Darrell Williams, haven't you? Yeah, but Damian's better. Is he though? Yeah. Alright, fair enough. D-Jax, Eagles wide receiver. He's got a strained groin. He's also week to week. 
And then finally, my boy Michael Gallup, Cowboys wide receiver. He had an Arthur Scrop. Oh, Arthur Scrop. He's got a knee scope. <laughs> You'd think I'd be able to say arthroscopy, wouldn't you, considering I've had two of them. And he's there's he's not been ruled out for week five. Yeah, I, I think he will. But I don't think he's going to be out longer than, than longer than that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I really like him, and I want him back in my lineup because he's been playing pretty well. So it's probably not a bad thing he's not playing this week against the Packers. Yeah, just a little uh, sneak peek into tomorrow's. That's it. Spicy, so spicy. <laughs> Oof. Should we do some waiver wise? Yeah, go on. Then. Okay. You no, you can start. You, oh, can, you can take the the kissing teenager. Yeah, cheers. So I I, I put Sam Donald in here, seven percent owned, playing Philly next. Um, scheduled to be back this week after suffering mono, but keep an eye on that. Options on the waiver wire this week are pretty thin. Um, so if you're needing someone to come in and the next person who's going to talk about isn't available, I'd probably go with Darnold. He's shown some flashes in the NFL. He had the highest quarterback rating in December last year. Um, Eagles are still pretty banged up in the secondary. Uh, they might be getting some guys back. But I think for me, if I'm looking at what's out there, it is really thin. I wouldn't say this is a home run grab. Um, this is more a desperation you really need a guy to fill in this week. Uh, for me, he's better than Minchu this week. He's better than Kyle Allen uh, this week. I just don't like their matchups all that much. Um, I wouldn't be relying on anyone in Washington this week. So, I think, yeah, I, I, it, it's not one I absolutely love. I, but I think he's someone that will get you. I think he's a relatively safe floor if he plays. I think he's getting you 12, 12 to 15 points, maybe. So, you know, take that with a pinch of salt and just move on if you're desperate. Oh, man. <laughs> that's just, oh, that's not a good week. <clears throat> that is not a good week. Okay, so my quarterback is Andy Dalton. He's 15.8% owned. He takes on Arizona next week. And if you happen to see our waiver wire article that dropped yesterday, he was on there. And obviously, I put him on here before his game last night. Uh, have you seen his stats from last night, Murph? Oh, yeah, they're shocking. Oh, my God. So, <clears throat> so <laughs> I, uh, Andy Dalton is horrendous in prime time. Absolutely awful. He's only had five wins, now 20 losses. But we picked Dalton not for his Monday night, but for his Sunday against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are currently giving up 27.6 fantasy points to quarterbacks per game. That's fourth worst in the league. And then you couple that with the fact the Bengals are allowing Andy Dalton to throw on average 43 times a game. I think, you know, against the bad Arizona defense, Dalton is a pretty good streaming option. And they should look to bounce back from their horrendous loss to Pittsburgh. I just... 171 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, one fumble, and a grand total of... Well, he had two fumbles. Uh, only, one, still... only one was a fumble recovery. Okay. But he had two fumbles. And the reason I know he had two fumbles is there's a guy in our SFB division that had absolutely fuming because he lost a fantasy, not in the SFB, but he lost a game due to the fumble. And he, he, he is a verified person. He's not in the fantasy industry. And he literally was going mental at the fact he was like, give me the stat correction, it's not a fumble, his arm's going forward, which it's debatable whether it's going forward. It's not clear and obvious. It's it's kind of on the edge. It could go either way. And I, I had the, I don't want to say pleasure, 
But I had the... Let's call it a task. I had the task of informing him that that was not going to change because the NFL Stat Correction Committee, or whoever they are, um, somewhere in the back office thing, uh, have they're not going to overrule a decision, a refereeing decision on the field, which is what a fumble is, because you're going to open up a, a can of worms. A stat correction is exactly that. It's There's a guy that's down, and he might be down one yard somewhere else, a sack, but it might be on the line of scrimmage, therefore it's not a sack. That's what stat correction is. It doesn't affect the actual outcome of the play. It just effectively just changes where the ball might have been spotted and therefore where the actual yardage should be calculated. But in all actuality, it doesn't really affect like the the outcome of the game, whether it's a fumble does. All right, the fumble rolled out of bounds and therefore it was a third and 10, or it was a third and 18 instead of a third and 10. But I had the real task of telling him that that was never going to change. So he's sitting there like messaging people on Twitter like at 5 a.m. this morning saying like, change this, change this. It's an outrage. I've lost. And I was just like, mate, it's not going to change. Just swallow it. Do you know what the funny thing about all of that is, though? Andy Dalton on ESPN. I don't know if it's different to the Scott Fishbowl scoring, which it is, isn't it? Yeah. But on ESPN last night, Andy Dalton scored 2.6 fantasy points. 2.6. If you're relying on Andy Dalton to score fantasy points for your Scott Fishbowl, and he obviously hasn't scored this chap enough, you're probably not... Do you know what I mean? Against a good Pittsburgh defense at Pittsburgh. So, someone had the Pittsburgh Steelers in the waiver wire column this week. I don't know who that was. So, you know, I, I hear that they got like yard rush in the title. And the number five, <laughs> baby. That's right. It was us. Drops on a Monday. Check it out. We got you covered. By the way, shout out to Biz because he uh, in the League of Legends because um, he was a bit upset this morning that he'd lost to us in that by. I think it was about point two or point three, because he needed Juju to deliver like three point three, three point four, and he delivered three. <laughs> I mean, like now, we Murph, were that's, 2%. Not, that's not becoming of you. Come on, no, it, it, it's horrible. But I, at it's the only same, horrible when you're on the wrong end of it. <laughs> it is, mind you. Having said that, so I hate stat corrections, and so in our home league, here we go. In our home league, every year for the last three years. I have lost a game due to a stat correction. So I've been ahead. I've won. It, last year, it was to Sparky that put me in the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Which was poetic, because then I beat Jack, so that he became the Kaepernick for the second year in a row. But... Things happen for it a reason. Was, it was the... Fa- the Kaepernick is our... Uh, you know, like... That was close. Yeah. <laughs> it was our... It's our, the wor- award for coming last. Yeah, that's it. That was the wording I was looking for. So, th- this week, I beat Andre by point zero eight. Thanks to the Steelers D, by the way. So, you know, kudos to me. I'm, I've done a victory lap and everything. Um, so, I know there is going to be a snack correction. So, it's already moved me to 4 0. So, I'm 4 0 in that league. But I know. Yeah, it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> I've already. I'm still going to lose my rag when it happens. By the way, there's nothing to say it's going to happen. I just know because I've been done the last three years. If I don't, I'm celebrating it like I've won the championship. This is like the curse will be lifted if it doesn't. Well, it, it's about time. Mm, yeah. It could be my year, sports fans. I've never won the... I got to the final of the uh, the home league, but yeah. I've never ever won it. So I got to the final and lost. Yeah. Oh, it's elusive, that one. Running backs, big man. Where are you at for this one? Uh, so I've gone with the amazing Ito Smith. Did you know, fun fact, that um, 
Ito is not his actual real name. What is his name? Um, Dave, please say it's Dave. <laughs> Stuart. His name is... While we're searching. Um, so he, the reason he's called Ito is after um, Judge Ito from the O.J. Simpson trial. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's obscure. Because uh, he was like quite a popular judge. Yeah, no. His name's Romarius. But he Romarius goes, Smith. But he goes by Ito. He goes by Ito. That's the nickname he's given him after the judge in the, the O.J. Simpson trial. We, we haven't even hit the streets, Murph, and you're dropping stats. Look at that. Loving it. So Ito Smith is 8.5% owned. The waiver wire is thin, very, very thin this week at running back. Um, there's no Wayne Gorman. There's no um, stud running back that you can really pick up. So for me, you're looking at goal line guys and guys who are going to have a role moving forward. So Ito Smith is that guy. Um, he's kind of carved out a role there. He's the one stealing all the goal line carries from Devonta Freeman. Uh, he's the guy getting all the you know, inside the 10. He gets a couple of receptions every week. So it's a bit of a boom or bust pickup, but if you're desperate and you're looking to get, you know, six to 10 points a week in your flex, because your bye weeks or whatever, there isn't really any better people on the waiver right now than, than Ito Smith. He is averaging 5.7 ru- uh, rushing yards per attempt and he is getting pretty consistent work. So he's not going to go in and do the business for you, but in a bye week, he's the sort of guy that could, just sort of tick you over rather than having to play someone like, I don't know, Rashad Penny or uh, Mike Davis or I, don't know, I hope you're not having Peyton to pay. Barber or although Peyton Barber found the end zone, he did actually. To be fair, um, so did everybody in that game. <laughs> there was more points scored then than there was. Is it OJ Howard who still hasn't scored a touchdown? Cameron Brake even found the end zone. That's because that's what Cameron Brake does. He He's finds five the end zone. more away from extending that record. What six record? Tu- six touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. Oh come on, Cam! He's the only touchdown. He's the only tight, tight end. end in football to have done that over the last three seasons. I reckon he could do it as well. Yeah, he probably can. So anyway, so yeah, Ito Smith, eight point five percent owned. It's nothing illustrious. He didn't put up amazing numbers last week, but um, I think he will be productive-ish moving forward. Six to ten points uh, in your flex. Maybe he gets a double touchdown day or something if you get lucky. Yep. So we both had Jordan Wilkins in our list. Obviously, this is if Marlon Mack doesn't play. Not a lot of production from Wilkins in week four, uh, but Mack was carted off the field in the second half. And as we said earlier, the Colts were behind, so not a lot of need for the running game. Keep an eye, uh, if you do need a running back, then possibly I suggest my next one or Murph's Ito Smith ad as a need. But if you can afford to stash Wilkins, if Mac is going to miss some time, I think it could be a decent little stash because the Colts offense doesn't look too bad. So I would say that unless he's absolutely fine, I am fairly certain Mac isn't going to play this week because they got by the following week. That makes sense. Give him a couple of weeks off, and then. Yeah. So yeah, if you do need a running back, Jordan Wilkins isn't a shocker. He's only zero point eight percent owned as well. So if you do own him, kudos. And if you don't, go get him if you need it. And then my guy to go get is Alexander Matteson, sixteen percent owned. Minnesota back up to Dalvin Cook. They take on the Giants next, who at the moment can't defend the pass or the run. So we saw what Tony Pollard did for the Cowboys against Miami the other day. And Matson could well do the same against the Giants this week. Dalvin Cook looks the real deal this year so far, but his injury concerns are real. And it would be wise for the Vikings to 
give Dalvin Cook the beginning of the game, get when the Vikings, they should get up. I mean, you never know what, what's going to happen, but Daniel Jones could spark the Giants into a, a rebellion against the Vikings, but you, you never know. But if the Vikings do get up early and they, Dalvin Cook's done the majority of the work because Kirk Cousins looks inept at throwing the football, and if he does, it's three times a game. So, yeah, they might get Alexander Matson involved, and he could go off like Tony Pollard did against the Dolphins. But, I mean, they're averaging two, 20, the Vikings, sorry, are averaging 22 rush attempts away from home as well. So, you think if they give Dalvin Cook 16, 17 of those and then give him a rest, we've seen what Alexander Matson can do. And if he gets eight carries and a couple of receptions, yeah, it could be decent. Could be decent. I love your wide receiver, Murph. Absolutely love him. Do you? Yeah. Which one? They're all good. Well, no, the first one. Oh, so I've gone with Cole Beasley. He's 20.3% owned. Now, I know everyone's thinking, like, Cole Beasley, oh, he's one of these. He gets consistent production, which, if you can find a guy like this on the waiver wire, he's like gold dust. So, whilst um, they haven't been overly flashy, the Bills, uh, they have been, the receivers, him and John Brown, have been relatively efficient. Um, even against the late Patriots defense, Beasley still saw seven targets and or ten targets and caught seven of them for seventy-five yards. So in PPR, that's fourteen and a half points. Cheers. So you know, for a guy who, you know, he, he's not flashy, he's not the best, but he's getting volume. And at the end of the day, I'd rather take a guy with volume than a guy who who might have elite ability but might only grab one or two and it's boom or bust. You can take this kind of production to the bank because it's the second straight week he's had he's seen at least nine targets, and it's the third time in four games he's seen at least nine targets. So if he's catching six, seven balls a week for 60, 70 yards, it's kind of what you're expecting out of a tight end. You're using this guy as a flex, a, a bye week stash. Um, you've got tough matchups where they're quite matchup dependent. You just want to get a guy in with a very safe floor. Cole Beasley's it. So I don't think you can ever go wrong with a, with a player like this. And just funny, um, we've got a UK Buccaneers chat, and if you want to join, drop us a message, and I'll I'll add you to the to the group. And there was a guy in the in, in the list. He's been listening to the podcast, and he was like, his name's Matt, and he was saying like, oh, can you if I show you my lineup? I'm zero and four. Not quite sure where I'm going wrong. And I said, yeah, sure. His lineup's actually not that bad, but it's just full of. He's got just a, some guys on the bench that are just guys. Like they're just not. They're kind of boom and bust. So he's got like a Robbie Anderson. He's got um, DK Metcalf, right? So he's got these players that they're not bad. Like I'm not saying they're bad players, but you need in your in your bench spots with the occasional need to play a guy like a Cole Beasley. They're not flashy. Like they're not going to be red zone guys. They're not the sort of guys you sit there and root for massively, but they're the staple of any good winning team is having a, a, a guy who's just quietly efficient. Adam Humphreys, I think, last year down the stretch. Those sorts of guys are the guys that win you games because when you just need to eke a result, or more importantly, you're projected to win a game by a a margin and you just need a few guys in your flex for a very safe floor, he's like, that's the perfect scenario because he'll get you a minimum of 10 points just from the volume. So I'll tell you somebody else who is also like that but is much not much higher owned. I think he's Corlin Sutton. He's around 60% owned, yeah, I think. that's another one. And obviously, we tried to keep it below 30% for our waiver wire picks so that every league has a good shout at grabbing them. But if Corlin Sutton is out there, go get him because he's, he's had seven receptions in every game he's played this year. Yeah, exactly. And he scored twice the weekend against the Jags. So... You know, Joe, the Broncos are 
not great at the moment, and it's pretty sad to see, but it means Joe Flacco has to throw the ball, and for some reason, Sanders is getting the yardage, but Cortland Sutton is obviously the guy he's thrown to in the red zone, and if you're getting seven receptions a week with a chance of a touchdown, there's 11 points, or 15, for 13 points, sorry, in whatever league you're playing in, so that's without the yardage. But he, he like I say, he's slightly more owned. Uh, I, and then I'll take mine, Murph, and you can finish with Preston Williams. So my guy's Geronimo Allison, Packers wide receiver. He's 27.2% owned. I hate doing this because I've got a bet with Rich that MVS will finish the season ahead of Geronimo Allison, but MVS was ahead of the threshold. Devante Adams might miss this week due to a toe injury. Initially, it was thought to be turf toe, but he's had our MRI and it's come back negative. And if Adams does miss, then Allison and MVS both look to step up into a sort of 1A, 1B role. Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball about and the Green Bay are going to be snarled up and nasty after the, after the loss to the Eagles on Thursday night. They do go to Dallas, who have a good defense, but I think I just think Kellen Moore got bottled up by the Saints' defence, and I think the Cowboys are going to want to win, the Packers are going to want to win, and it could. Both defences are good, but it has, I think, the chance to go into a little bit of a slightly high-scoring game. The Cowboys are only giving up 11 fancy points per game to wide receivers, but with Adams missing time, targets will be more spread about, and if Geronimo Allison gives you three receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown, you'll be more than happy. Yeah, I, I don't quite share the same philosophy with you not from the Packers side but more from the uh, Cowboys side I don't necessarily think that is going to be as big a shootout as some people think well no that's fine um, but I think John Anderson is a really sneaky good pickup and think he's worth rostering he should be rostered like I know he's not massively being productive but again he's one of those guys he can be a bit hot and cold but this is a perfect like match for him to and not only that, if MVS was to get injured or Adams was to be out oh, longer than that. Oh, he's got guaranteed volume. Exactly that. Yeah, Absolutely. So I'm going to go with Preston Williams. He's 13.2% owned. The undrafted uh, free agent uh, has had pretty steady production. Uh, last week wasn't particularly great. It was four receptions for 46 yards. Um, and he is on bye this week. So he's not someone that you're picking up to, to benefit your lineup straight away. But he's someone who I think next week is going to get quite a lot of buzz. So I think you need to jump in a week early, and I'd put him like really near the bottom of your low, uh, waiver wire priority. So I'd be putting him like the last waiver claim you put in, or if you're in a fab, he's worth a buck or two. Like you don't need to spend big money on Preston Williams. It's not he's not a guy. Everyone is just like I'm not touching the Miami offense. But the reason I'm saying you need to uh, roster Preston Williams, he's had 19 targets in two Josh Rosen starts, which is leading the Dolphins in this time. So he's had in his game so far 15 receptions for 201 yards and a touchdown on the season. So he should trend upwards. The more consistency there is there, he he's a guy who, again, similar to Cole Beasley, could get seven, eight receptions for 70, 80 yards every week. And again, for when you just need a guy, Preston Williams is, 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 is a pretty good bet to own. So I'd be buying him this week for next to nothing or literally nothing. Um, then go into the rush next week to go and get him if you can afford to roster him for a week. Also, talking of the Dolphins, shout out to Lee, who is currently out in Miami, sunning it up. Went to the game on a Sunday, said it was good fun, even though they, they got beat again. Yeah. But he's been, I don't know where he was, he sent me a picture of, he said, oh, I've got a couple of items for the studio. Did he send you the pictures of the No, Mar- I don't know anything about that. Okay, it. so he's been somewhere where the Miami, Miami Hurricanes, I don't know if he went to the Miami Hurricane Stadium or the 
so museum that's the college. Or, okay. So he sent me a picture of a Swarovski covered Miami Hurricanes silver and red gemstone football and a helmet. And I said, oh yeah, we'll take two. And then he said, you know, the football's $5,000. <laughs> It is sexy. All right, we'll take three. <laughs> there you go. Lee, I know you're listening, mate. We'll take three. Yeah, Thanks we'll take three. Uh, uh, listen, if you can only bring one back through customs, then fine. But Yeah, the, the preference is three, but yeah. one would do. Yeah, we're, we're not greedy. <laughs> Much. <laughs> Tight ends, Murph. Would you like to go first, second? I'll go first here. I'll take uh, I'll take uh, Tyler Eifert. I, I would like to hold point you here. You lambasted me at the beginning of the season and said you love a bit of Tyler Eifert. Yeah, only because he gets injured every year. But he's not yet, bruh. Well, no, but like, I might as well take him this week because he's seventeen point two percent owned and he's playing the uh, Arizona Cardinals. They're tasty. So you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, we've not really seen the best out of Eifert this season. He's not really put up monster numbers, but you know, we we said about Will Disley last week and he absolutely landed because Arizona against tight ends are absolute garbage, absolute garbage. They've given up five touchdowns already. Uh, to tie ends this season, which is stupid. So, uh, Eifert is is a guy I'd just be banging on to get a touchdown. When you're looking for, this is a one-week play. This is literally a guy I'd put in for one week, take your touchdown, take your 10 points or whatever you're going to get out of it, and just walk off into the sunset and say cheers. Try and sell him. Uh, yeah, or try and sell him off the back of it. But your pick, I think, is someone who I would... Keep in mind for a longer term, uh, Eifert is purely a, I need a win in week five, I'm one and four, I'm two and two, I'm, or one and three, two and two, or I'm four and oh and I just haven't got a tight end. Um, we are very much in the tight end, I am very much in the tight end streaming club where I just don't really like to invest in the tight end all that much unless they come to me at a great price um, because I just think you can find guys, Darren Waller this season. I mean, first of all, George Kittle isn't even in the top ten tight end scoring. Mm, he's been very slow to kick off the season. Zach Ertz is 10th. And your, uh, Travis Kelsey's 4th, I think, in scoring tight ends. I don't think he scored this season, Travis Kelsey. No. He's just had a See, lot of all that All that capital that's been invested in those three tight ends. Evan Ingram leads the way. He was drafted in the 5th, 6th round. OG Howard's been poor. Hunter Henry's crocked. He's crocked. Cheers, so mate. Five of the top six tight ends have... Are massively underperforming for their ADP. Evan Ingram is the only one. Vance McDonald was the next guy on the list, the seventh drafted tight end off the board. Wah, wah, He's wah. done. So now the guys that you were drafting late, your Austin Hoopers, Darren Waller, you're getting for free. Mark um, Andrews, Mark Andrews, Delaney Walker, all those guys are all hitting. Which is just living proof of why you don't need to invest capital in a tight end. But if you do have a spare hour or so, go back and listen to the great tight end debate episode because it's still one of my favourites. Just want to throw that out there. But I do want to say that I have purely, based on the first four weeks of the season. You you won that one. Yeah. I'll give it up for the first four weeks of the season. Cheers. My pick. Now, this chap I bigged up as a huge deep sleeper in Dynasty and bigger redraft leagues. The beginning of the season. It's Dawson Knox, everybody. Does anybody yeah. know who he is? Not, well, if you've been paying attention, you will. Buffalo Bills tight end. He's only 3.2% owned. Takes on a difficult matchup this week at Tennessee. He had three receptions, 58 yards in week four. But he had three receptions 
Murph, you've done me again with the typo here. You said he's uh, S fine. So, what? Oh, okay. No, he had exactly the same stat line. I yeah. thought that was a typo. Okay, so week three... Why is that a typo? No, no, it's just the way I read it. Dawson Knox had three receptions for 58 yards in week three and then followed it up with exactly the same in week four. Yeah. So you, you can't read? No, not really. Fine. It's against the AFC's best defence as well and the Patriots. Coming out of college, he showed he had ability and then he's shown it in the NFL. He? Yeah. He was very athletic. Right? So is the 100-metre sprinter. Yeah, he's not he playing. He did nothing in college. No. His college production was... Oh, no, no. I remember yeah. writing, yeah, I remember you writing you a paragraph saying, what am I supposed to do yeah, with a but, guy but, who caught 20-odd passes in college what, with zero touchdowns? You he has more NFL touchdowns than he does college touchdowns. Which means he's improving. But what you didn't see is <laughs> him run... Hard. You didn't see him run for the paper on Sunday morning before he came into the NFL, and that was very athletic. Brilliant. All right. <laughs> Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox, go Dawson and pick Nicks. him up. I've had a shocker. He could be a tight end one. Just go and grab him. Listen, my grand could be a tight end one, and she died in 1989. Crikey. It's not really. It's not really a. Indictment. And she's zero percent owned as well. So. She is. Sorry, I don't wish to make a joke about your dead nan. Murphy, That's all right, mate. It was it was there for the taking, yeah, so I took it. That's why I laid it up for you. It's a late night show. Fire the cannons, Murph. Who's our kicker? Boom! It's Matt Gay. Now, everyone, I was part of a discussion where people were saying that Matt Gay's trash, he should be cut because he missed a game-winning field goal against the Giants in week three. So how did he follow that up with a 58-yard field goal and going nine for nine, setting the franchise record for most kicks made by a kicker in Buccaneers history? Um, Unbelievable to go nine kicks for nine. Like, that is, to hit all nine kicks is quite impressive. Especially when one of them's from 58 yards. From 58. That's not a gimme. No, absolutely not. And he, that leg to go, I reckon he could kick yeah, 65. It, it slapped into the net. Yeah, so I reckon he could do 65. Easy. So, mate, line him up from 80, mate. He's, he's got it. So, look, <laughs> he's got a great leg. It just takes time with kickers. So you just need, he's 6.7% owned. He's got New Orleans in the dome next. So, perfect kicking conditions. That game is going to be a barnstormer. Should have been the Sky game, but the London game's taken precedence. So, um, I do fancy Matt Gay to... Get some points, and I think he could be on for another double-digit week. And I'll do DST. We've gone for the Panthers there. They squeak into the 30% threshold at 29.3%. They are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Panthers' defense showed up again against Houston on Sunday. They finished the day with six sacks, an interception, a fumble recovery, and only allowed 10 fantasy, no, NFL points. Sorry. In doing so, they shut down Deshaun Watson and restricted him to just 160 yards. Watson... Saved his day with a rushing touchdown. Ish. I say ish, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, the Panthers are going up against Gardner Minshew and Leonard Fournette, who are coming off a huge comeback win versus my beloved Broncos. The Jags' defensive front is one you can attack, and there's there's going to be some sacks in this game for Addison and co. Please, please, please pick up the Panthers' defense. We've, been told, we've told you a couple of times now, and they've done well for you. Just go and grab them. Yeah, I... <laughs> You know, I'm not a big lover of <laughs> of the Panthers, given they're a division rival. But I think at the end of the day, you, you've got to look at what they what they can offer. And I, I think the the big thing to understand is they just get so much pressure on the ball. I mean, they they just have got that ability. To, they get a lot of points, um, and they really, really just rack up points very, very easily. So you got to remember with DSTs, it's not necessarily about 
the score and keeping the score down. You're not looking at, like, it doesn't matter that a team concedes. Take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. They shipped 40 points on Sunday and they were still like the DST5 because they got a sack, a strip sack, fumble recovery, a touchdown, an interception. Like, that. that's what you're basing it on. The reason we said the Steelers defense last week was sacks, and in uh, sacks and turnovers, they got eight sacks against the Bengals. Like that is what you're looking for because that's a point. That's a point a, a sack. So a team gets eight sacks. That's eight points. Like it doesn't matter that they concede fifty points. Like it, it, it literally isn't hurting you. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for teams that are going to actually make plays. That's why the Patriots D has been so impressive. It's not because they're keeping the score down. So yeah, Panthers take the Panthers. Right, Murph. It's time. For the stats, let's hit the streets. And I believe there's some news before we hit the tarmac. Uh, yes, there is. So we have the ability to say that we have a new sponsor for the segment. Whoop, 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 whoop. So we had a sponsor reach out and they wanted to sponsor a segment. So they are going to be sponsoring Murph on the streets going forward. Their Big Bear Benny's Beard Balm. That's right. You heard it first. Smash Big that, Bear Benny's way. Beard Balm. Yep. Twice in a row. Thanks for coming. So... Um, they are family-owned, 100% natural, 100% vegan, 100% handmade beard balm company based solely in the UK. They kicked off in March, listened to the podcast, big fans, and said, can we sponsor the podcast? They offer a number of flavors for your beard balm. Strawberry, damn fine apple, orange, you're, gonna, you're going to use me. I love eucalyptus. This was meant to be Jerko Lantern and Balm and Socks, which is any balm plus a pair of socks. And that's 10 quid. But all the bombs are 3 quid plus free UK postage. And with the code 5RUSH, you get 5% off. So do us a favour. It's 3 quid. It's not even a coffee unless you go to a Costa machine that was giving them out for free today because it's International Coffee Day. But any other day of the week, you missed out. Any other day of the week... um, you know you couldn't even buy a costa coffee so sponsor these guys by by buying their products you're buying ours i'll tweet out a link later on to their site or their facebook page check them out really cool bunch of people buy their beard balm they're sponsoring murph on the streets this week perfect because we both have a beard yeah we do just about so here come the streets rush nation so i'm gonna start with some uh i've got quite a few this week there were so many so many interesting stats but we might as well start with the Buccaneers and the Rams because it was quite a record-breaking game for a number of reasons. Um, this is the first game in the Super Bowl era where both teams made a field goal of at least 58 yards. In this game as well, the Bucks rams game, James Winston had 28 and Jared Goff had 45 completions, which combined for 73 pass completions, which is the most in any game in NFL history. The record was set twice at 72, including the Colts and Patriots last year. Wow. So Andrew Luck has already lost one of his records and he's only been out of the game a month. It's also the scoreline of 55-40 to 40 was the 150th unique final score in NFL history. Where actually the 149th was set just a few hours before when Cleveland beat Baltimore 40 points to 25. So that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. And that's the 150, 1,050th unique NFL scoreline. 150th. 1,050th. 1,000, that doesn't even seem like there'd be that many numbers. Yeah, there is. 1,050. So the 1,050th unique final score. 
the 1,040 night for a set just a few hours before. So we had um, two in a day. Unbelievable. Like red, red buses. Like you wait for one, they come along together. That's it. What a stat, by the way. That, that's a good one. <laughs> that is, like that's that. a good one. The Browns will finish week four in first place in the AFC North. It's the first time the Browns have been in first place in the division since week 10 in 2014. So in 2014, the Browns went on to lose six of their last seven games and finished seven and nine and lost. Crikey. Tom Brady's 49.45.9 passer rating was the fifth lowest of his career. It's also the lowest passer rating in a game for him in 4,711 games, or 4,711 days since his 34.0 rating in week nine, 2006 versus the Colts. And you can add to the stat. I can, yeah. I don't want to jump in on the streets here and, and get attacked or anything, but it was also his lowest passer rating ever in a win for the Patriots. Unbelievable, Jeff. And to finish it all off, every team in the AFC South is currently 2-2. Two and two. This is the first time since the 1970 merger that every team in the division has been 2-2 two and two for week four. Boom. Did you know also this was the only week, apart from Patrick Mahomes' first game as an NFL starter, that he hasn't thrown a touchdown? Yeah, and do you know why? No. Because he was in a dome. The first game in a dome? Yeah. Well, there you go. Basically, we know how to beat Patrick Mahomes. Just put him in a dome every week. That's it. The Most quarterbacks get better. He gets worse. Off-season construction is going to see everybody erect ceilings at their stadiums. <laughs> there we go, guys. We've just worked out how to dethrone Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. And all we want is $50,000 from each team in the league per year. You've missed at least two zeros off that. Yeah, I didn't want to be greedy. I'm up for five million from each team. They can afford it. The salary cap's going up like 12 million next year. Okay, five million each. <laughs> you heard it here. Wow, there's some big stats in there, Murph. That was a good street. To be fair, the street gods were kind. Sometimes they give if, sometimes they take if away. <laughs> but there was a bounty full of plenty because we didn't do any for the last couple of weeks. But wow, unbelievable week. The Buccaneers destroyed it. Set a million franchise records. Shaq Barrett is going to win a defensive MVP. Yeah, it's annoying he plays for you now and not us. I know. Four million he's earning. Pay the man. Pay him because he's good. Yeah. He is good. Right, Rush Nation. Massively, massively, massively appreciate all of your interaction over the last week or so. We love hearing from you. We love talking to you about fantasy football. We would really appreciate some reviews on iTunes. As always, just drop us a little five star. It helps us reach more people. And the more people we can reach, the more fun we can have in the studio. So what we do, what you do for us, helps us help you and be more fun. Definitely. Also, give us some feedback on the Monday night takeover. Uh, what? There's a takeover on Monday nights? Yeah, there's a takeover on Monday nights. So the staff have taken over and they're giving you insight into each game. Uh, that airs on a Sunday. So um, do give some feedback on that and share it. You know, we're really blessed to work with some great people who don't get paid. Uh, We don't get paid, but they don't get paid. They give up their time as much as we give up our time uh, to do this because we love it and we enjoy it and it's a real passion. So show them some love. um, Send them some messages on Twitter. Send us some messages that we can pass on. You know, it's, it's a new pod. The same way that, you know, Stocks and I a year ago got together just over a year ago, and started doing this. It takes a bit of time, so you might it might not have the same... I don't want to say slickness, but we've been doing this quite a long time. we built a lot of rapport. we spent many, many hours, and it takes a bit of time to build that chemistry. Those guys have great knowledge, and I think it sounds great. I know that pod's going to get better, and I know when you keep hearing it towards the end of the season, it's going to be almost slightly unrecognisable from what it is now. So 
but do give us your thoughts of ways that we can tweak it up, mix it up a bit, because it is new, but it is going to be a lot of fun to do. We're hopefully going to be going back to three shows. It's been a bit of a mess with me adding to the family. Um, just life. And just life, life getting in the way. It's been a bit tough, and it's not been fair to you guys, but, you know, we're going to be rolling out guests uh, starting from next week. I'm going to be doing more time in the studio. We're writing a load of content. We're getting content out every day now, which is... Uh, incredible we've got start sits we've got uh, i stream to stream we've got waivers you've got your cornerbacks uh review against wide receivers and we've got ash's rookie article but we do want more writers we want more content so you know we've had a couple of people that submitted samples um and we've given feedback on that we, we're really just after people that want to we don't we're not looking for people that are trying to win awards you know we, i don't we don't need immense amazing storytelling and soliloquies we need Passion, Murph. We were just after passion. Passion, statistics. If you're going to argue something, back it up. Just back up your point, even if I think you're a complete loon. If you can back it up, I'm not asking you to sell it to me, but but if you can make your case to go, I get where you're coming from. I still think you're wrong, but I get where you're coming from. That's that's kind of what you want. You want to spark a debate, and you know we put some controversial things out there from time to time, and some of our waiver ads look a bit flaky and then people understand the process and you know at the end of the day it's about educating readers and and that's kind of what we want we don't need seasoned writers we don't need you know we just want people with passion with knowledge and just i've got something to say and want to say it loud and proud yeah 100 percent. and with that being said murph people should head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk check out the website check out the our rankings are up there every week that's based on half point ppr rush nation follow us on twitter at five yard rush Get in contact if you need stuff answered, start sits, trade advice, just general fantasy advice. We're always out there, happy to help. Hit us up on all our socials, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, gmail.com, 5yardrush at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Just get involved because fantasy football is back. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Which is sad. It is I'm, sad. I can't believe like how quickly it's gone. Do you know why it's gone so quickly? Because of the stuff we did in the off-season, because of how hard we pounded it in the off-season, we were constantly involved. So it feels like what's, what we were heading towards is now such a tiny fragment of the entire yeah, thing we do. That's a fair point. It now feels like you get so amped up for it for nine months of the year, eight months of the year, and then whoosh, it's gone. It is gone. There's so many things we want to do next year as well. Um, we're talking over a couple of ideas at the moment that we really want to pursue and think will be a lot of fun. But we, we just really love the engagement that we get. We could always do with more and things you want to hear differently. Uh, but there, if you if you have a passion for writing, you know, uh, Ash is a great example, right? So Ash came to us. He had written two columns in for someone else somewhere obscure on the internet, some random pokey no discredit to the site i can't remember their name so and he sent it to us and said and it was raw like it's raw we're all raw writers none of us are professional here none of us you know do a journalism degree or anything so um but he writes with such passion and such intelligence that i just love like it jumps out at me even though like it, it's still so raw every week as i see it getting so much better so much better this guy was three months ago we were just someone we were chatting to now he's writing for us and now he's heading the pod for us and like there is room for more pods. There's room for 
more things if you really love doing what you're doing and you want to get involved and want to do a podcast or be on a podcast you know these opportunities come to people that we're really looking for that are loyal that are hardworking, that want to do great things and opportunities will spread off the back of that we're not going to have people walk in and, and do a podcast on day one but ash has forged and invite you know it leaves the same lee doesn't write content but what he offers for the website and all the extra bits and all the gifts and images and everything he does he's forged a role and now he's got a pod rich same thing you know valuable insight everything he does so there's but there's room for more if you, you want know? it come get it is what come we're get saying it. we'll do five pods a week i if that's if that's what it's going to take to get the best out there the role's there so i'm calling i'm calling everyone who's listening to this out if you you know one of the questions we ask every guest is you know if you can give advice how would you get into it? And most of the time it's... Just do it. Just do it. And to be fair, there's, we've had loads of guests now, so there's enough advice out there on every guest issue to anyone can pick up a, a pen, I was going to say, but everyone does it on a laptop now. Just start writing from the advice people have given us. We'll, I'll, I'll read anything. You'll read anything. So we will give you pretty honest feedback. And, you know, it might seem quite critical, but it's only because we want people to take that feedback on board and and write something else in terms of from... A different standpoint a different take i was pretty critical on ash when he first wrote a piece you know i think i edited most of the piece <laughs> but i didn't change the essence of the piece it was just just language but but that comes with writing but that says. comes with writing and we'll help with the language and we'll help with the punctuation and, and all that if, if what is stopping you is you think you're going to sound a bit silly don't let that stop you because if you've got something to say yeah look listen to us we're two stupid guys talking about fantasy football on a podcast and we sound silly all the time one of us you're yeah. a pretty smart guy <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for the fall there and it never came kudos no, no, you thought that was going the other way yeah i, do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought i was gonna get but get involved down. rush nation we want we want people to submit we would love to have a team of eight ten writers working for us i just think that would be incredible um if you build it they will come Murph, and we're building and we're building fast and i am absolutely loving every minute talking of which rush nation if you are at the game sunday Hit us up because I'm going. Uh, Sparky is coming along, which should be fun. And then the following week, Murph and I are going to be at the at the next game. So if you're going to go, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is. Let us know and we can meet up for a beer or just say hi and it'll be good to meet some of you out there. Yeah, definitely. So there's definitely a lot of guys. Pitsy's actually in the block next to us, which I found out. Is he? So we'll meet Pitsy. Pitsy, we'll buy you a beer, mate, for your content. Appreciate definitely. it. Um, yeah, we'll meet people before the game, after the game. Um, maybe we can go watch games afterwards. Um, I'm hoping wife and little one stay at the in-laws. <laughs> you never know. You never know. We'll see. But anyway, um, I will have hopefully with me a work colleague who's going to be all the way from New York and is a Danny Dimes and New York Giants supporter because oh. we've got an office in New York. So nice that'd be fun so if i'm gonna drag him along hopefully if i can get him a ticket um if not then to do something else which will be quite cool um maybe afterwards or something but yeah let us know if you're going rush nation we'll meet up yeah there's not really an organized meet up uh event there's not really tailgating so heck we could all just go to somewhere like a spoons on baker street and go have breakfast wherever wherever it takes if you want to meet up drop us a message we'll be there we'll be there we'll do something Love it. Right, Murph, it's late. You've got to get home. I've got stuff to do, which is mainly sleeping. Yeah. 
Just, I just don't get enough of it anymore. And no. I'm blaming my son. Son, so, if you're listening, it's all your fault. Rush Nation. He'll be listening in like 10 years. He'll be on in 10 years. I'll have passed the mantle. So you think your soon-to-be one-year-old son in 10 years, aren't you 11? Like, kids gonna... these days can do absolutely everything. My kid can't do anything. Yeah, he's tiny in age. But, you know. <laughs> he's, tiny. Look, w- he's tiny in age. Yeah, we, we, we should talk about this on the Five Yard Dad pod. But that's for another day. Rush Nation, until Monday night's takeover when God knows who sits in the chairs. Enjoy your it week. It might be you. Yeah. It might be someone listening to this who doesn't even know yet. Exactly. And that would be raw. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rush Nation. Enjoy your football this weekend. Maybe see you Sunday. Murph, I'll catch you real soon. Rush Nation, as always. Until next time, keep rushing. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.